Here at Doxedo Bloom, we're excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, if you joined us a bit late, you are so welcome on uh, this live stream event uh, from Doxadeo Bloemfontein as we celebrate the ascension of Jesus. And uh, it is really great the fact that you make time uh, to be part of what we're doing. Uh, if you will, will bear with me for a moment as I just celebrate this amazing Doxadeo family, uh, we are so grateful for all the amazing people that God has given us. And uh, even though we might be in the most uncertain times maybe of our lives, uh, we hold on to our faith. We hold on to the fact that we are still on exactly the same mission and we are trusting God amidst all the circumstances that the kingdom of God will be expanded, that the grace of God will reach people's lives. We thank you for being on mission with us. We are a family on mission and thank you for sticking to the mission. Thank you so much for so many of our people amidst the fact that that there's so many re financial realities in this world that is threatening and and uncertain our people still being faithful and committed to their tithes and offerings and we we really celebrate God's goodness in your life now tonight tonight it is my privilege to share the word with you as we celebrate uh, ascension day now jemelvaardag is a groot en a belangrike dag in ons kalender en uh, vandag wil ons ons harte 100% instel om ook toe te laat dat die Heere ons geloof kom bou um, in sy woord. Now, the thing about, about the gospel is that mostly uh, we, we build our understanding of the gospel on the fact that Jesus died, the, the event of the, of the cross, and on the other hand, on the fact that he rose again, the event of the resurrection. But the beautiful thing about the gospel is that 40 days after this big event of the resurrection, there was a similar, very important moment. And that was the moment that Jesus ascended into heaven. And the big question tonight would be, what does this mean? What does this mean for our lives, for our faith, for where we are in life at the moment, in maybe a very difficult time for many people. What, is this, what does this mean? And I think um, if we can start tonight by just reading what happened on this very special day. So uh, I'm reading out of Acts chapter 1 from verse 9. Um, listen to what the Bible says. It says, after this, Jesus spoke and he made the promise about the Holy Spirit. Um, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him as they strained to see him raising uh, into heaven two white robed men suddenly stood among them men of galilee they said why are you standing here staring into heaven jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. I don't think I'll be wrong if I say this was quite a very, a very dramatic moment. This is not your regular kind of um, midweek moment that you experience angels and clouds taking Jesus away. It was a very intense moment. And uh, in our understanding of, of the ascension 
of Christ, it is so important to almost start with the most obvious thing. And that is that Jesus did not just disappear. Yeah, that's, that's correct. That is our first and very important uh, fact in our understanding of the ascension. Jesus, on, on way with some of his disciples, um, did once disappear. They just didn't see him anymore. And if it was just about Jesus joining the Father, uh, he could have just as well just disappeared and nobody would have seen him again. But there was a moment, there was a moment, and that's why we celebrate this moment today. There was a moment that that communicated something about a gospel truth. And the moment we dig into what happened in this very special event, we discover something of a very important pillar of our faith. You see, Jesus uh, was took was taken up in heaven with a with a big big ceremony, and looking at this, it's almost and I think we can we can take a bit of liberty in trying to understand this that this was almost similar to what we today in our world will consider as a coronation ceremony for a king. You know, if a new king or queen uh, ascends the throne, there's this very nice moment. Um, usually we look at the, at the Brits and uh, they, they will, the queen will take out the, the biggest gold carriage. Uh, she will put on the crown with the biggest diamonds. They will dress up and the soldiers will be standing there parading the strength of the British kingdom. And almost in a similar fashion, we see this moment kind of just explaining to us Jesus making a statement about who he is as king. This new king, the one that just now conquered death, that conquered sin, the, the alive Messiah, ascends to the throne, ascends into heaven, and he makes a few statements. I think the first statement that Jesus makes is a statement about his presence. The second one is a statement about his position. The third one is a statement about our place. And the last one, a statement about our purpose. So what did Jesus say about his presence? You see, in this moment of, of, of the ascension of Christ, we suddenly realize that Jesus is demonstrating the fact that he's no longer going to be part of this planet earth with all the constraints of time and space. Uh, when Jesus was on earth and he walked on earth, he was also limited, just like you and I, uh, limited to being at a specific place in a specific time, uh, speaking to a limited amount of people. And suddenly we see this picture of Jesus ascending into heaven, literally leaving this planet with all its constraints and limit, uh, limits behind as he ascends into the realm of godliness, of divinity. Now what does that mean for us tonight? How, how does that impact our faith? Well, I don't know about you, but this is good news for me because this is the reality. You and I, we don't need to travel 
to find Jesus. We don't have to go to Israel to see Jesus. We don't even have to come to a church building to experience him. Jesus positioned himself in terms of his presence as available everywhere to everybody. And that is good news. Because right now in this very difficult situation that we are living during, during lockdown, we are so privileged and we have a reality that no other faith can offer. We can talk to Jesus any place, any time, because He's God and He is accessible. The second statement that Jesus makes is in terms of his position. Now, of course, we understand that the, the cross and the grave was something of a second Adam thing. It was Jesus stepping into the shoes of humanity and literally walking the road of obedience and then accomplishing the work of the cross on our behalf. But you see, the beauty about the ascension is the fact that Jesus is not just the second Adam. He is God, and He's been God since forever. He is the almighty, supreme, powerful, divine God, and He takes up His position as God. It's almost as if the words of Colossians 1 verse 15 should have been resounded in this moment as the angels stand there and Jesus being taken up in the cloud. Colossians where Paul writes from verse 15, he says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything and was created and is to, uh, everything that is created and is supreme over all creation. For through, through him, God created everything in the heavenly, heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and everything was created for him. And he holds it all together. Christ, the head of the church, which is his body. What does this mean in our lives, in our journey with God tonight? This means that Jesus, who conquered sin, who conquered death, is also the Lord of all. He's the King of kings. He holds the whole universe in his hands. And I don't know about you, but this says to me, I'm going to be okay because he has me. He's got me. He's got me in his hand. His love is sufficient. His power is more than enough. His ability to provide is more than enough because he is God. And Jesus takes in this position at the right hand of God the Father, the position of authority, the position of power. Thirdly, Jesus makes a statement about our place. It's actually the fulfillment of a promise. You see, somewhere there in, a, in John chapter 14, verse 1 to 4, Jesus says to his disciples, don't be worried. Don't be worried about the fact that I'm going to leave because I'm going and I'm going to prepare 
a place for you. I think many Christians think of that place as a, that mansion beyond the blue. And that at the moment there's this big building site in heaven and angels running around with wheelbarrows trying to build your mansion in time. But what Jesus was talking about was not a place in terms of a house. He was talking in terms of a place as being able to access the kingdom of God, being able to access the throne room of the Father. I love what Calvin said. He said the following, he said, The Lord, by His ascension into heaven, has opened up the access to the heavenly kingdom which Adam had shut. For having entered in it through our flesh, we are in a manner seated in heavenly places, not just entertaining a mere hope of heaven, but possessing it. What does this mean for you and me tonight? What does this mean in the, in the midst of a, of a pandemic worldwide? What does this mean in 2020? It means that you and I have a place in the throne room of God where once they hanged a sign that said, no access, nobody allowed. Suddenly for you and I who are in Christ, the sign has changed and has become a sign that says, Welcome. Welcome in my presence. Welcome in the place of my authority. You see, when you and I pray, we are not shouting from earth to heaven that hope and hoping that maybe God will hear. When we as children of God understand the place that Christ has opened for us, when we pray, we access the throne room of God and we bring our prayers be before the Father in an intimate situation where we can also explain our hearts. And God hears, not from a distance, but from a place that Christ prepared for us. This is such good news for our day and time. And lastly, Jesus makes a statement about our purpose. Now, sometimes, you know me, I like to shock you a bit, so prepare, I might shock you with what I'm going to say now. You see, in our, in our apostolic creed, we, we say that there's two statements of faith. It says the following, it says that Jesus ascended into heaven, and he sits at the right hand of God, and then it says, from where he will return to, to judge the living and the dead. It's two, two beliefs. The one that Jesus went to heaven, the other one is that he will return. Now the good news is we believe both. We believe that Jesus did go to heaven. That's what we're celebrating today. But we also believe that Jesus will come again. But the problem with the coming again especially in a time as now, is that we might get overly excited about Him coming. We might get overly excited and start paddling all kind of conspiracy theories pointing to the coming of Christ. And we might miss a very big and important fact. 
And although we firmly believe in both these statements of faith, I believe that there's in the middle of these two statements big lead, red letters crying out a truth. There's big letters saying this one big truth. You and I were left behind. We were left behind. Not in a cruel way. Of course, God gave His Spirit. We were left behind in a purposeful way. God intended for us to be on this planet. Many times people will ask, what, what's your belief about the second coming? What is your theology about the eschatology? Let me tell you, I believe two things. The first is that Jesus will come again. The second is, He is not coming at the moment. I'm left on this planet. And God intended that for us to be a statement of purpose. We live on this planet because we are carriers of the light of good news. We are salt in this world that brings out the godly flavors. And even though we are in the biggest crisis, the thing about Christians is we are not escape artists. We are not desiring and praying and saying, Lord, please come get us. Please come Jesus. No, we are saying, Lord, what should we do now? How do we take your love into this world? How do we take your love to our neighbors, to our family, to our Facebook friends? How do we take the love of Christ that is the biggest power in the universe to influence the lives of people? We pray, not Lord just come, we pray and say, Lord will you change our city? Will you, will you address every institution, every business, every playground, every, every, every place? place where people gather, will you bring your kingdom of love to the hearts of people? Will you change this world? Because you left us behind with a purpose. And as you ascended into heaven, you made the statement, I'm not taking you with me now. I'm leaving you behind. Be a carrier of love. Be a city changer. Be a Christ follower influencing this world with his love. Jesus ascends into heaven, a glorious ceremony, all of heaven displayed in his glorious ascent. Jesus proclaiming, I am now present everywhere. Jesus proclaiming, I have all the authority. Jesus proclaiming, you have access to my presence. And Jesus saying, you have a purpose on this planet. Live that out. Let's pray together. Father, as we, as we celebrate this day, we ask that you will stir our hearts again, that you will arrest our hearts with the reality. Yes, we believe that you will come again. We believe that there will be a second coming. And even though the, the people that saw the first coming did not understand it and went as far as to kill you, Lord, who will we be to understand the second coming? But what we do know about the second coming is that it's not happening today and it's not happening now. And we have an opportunity to influence the lives of people. We have an opportunity to love like never before. We have an opportunity to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ 
the Lord of all like never before. Will you grip our hearts again as we celebrate in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.